So, as you remember, Job's got the skin worms. He's got all his skinny worms hanging out. He's escaping by the skin of his teeth. And Zophar, his best friend. Zophar Zogood, as we call him. Looks at him and says, as confidently as possible, don't you know what your ancestors have told you? You obviously deserve all this shit. Zophar says to him, we know that wicked people have a horrible time and good people are blessed. Mm. We all know this. And Job says, fucking bullshit, mate. I know loads of wicked people that are doing better than I am at the moment. Yeah. Idi Amin. That's not what he said. I don't know what That's that just means. someone I, I was thinking of. Idi Amin. Is that someone from your life? No, he was the, the last king of Scotland. Oh, okay. Remember I've not that? seen it. African, U- Ugandan king. Just all-round bad man. Yeah. But, you know, he didn't have his comeuppance. It wasn't like a Saddam-type yeah. story. Yeah. He just sort of... Just carried on. Just carried on, you know? Mugabe. Yeah, Mugabe's Falling done right. asleep at graduation at the moment. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I didn't. <laughs> he fell asleep at um, University of Zimbabwe's graduation. He's pretty old. Everyone was like, why is he sleeping? When I, when I saw... Um, what do you call it when like celebrities get an honorary doctorate? Yeah. That happened at King's and I went along because it was supposed to be Mary Quant. Oh, miniskirt. Miniskirt and yeah. also Bishop of York. The only Who's bishop I know is Bishop guy. Desmond Tutu. Because that's a great name. John Sentamu. I saw him. And yeah, Princess Anne was there. Oh. And she fell asleep <laughs> during the ceremony as well. Yeah. I think I fell asleep as well, but it was. Might but she boring. was sitting at the chair at the front, mm. so it was unbecoming of her to do so. Yeah, I was responding to the dreary surroundings, mm. which I was not so used to. And it's lit- it's not your job to be awake at a ceremony. No, and it, yeah, you're not a prominent public figure. No, and then I embarrassed Sorry. myself in front of. I said hello to her, and then um, I was very drunk, very very drunk. <laughs> Bad news. What did you say to her? Did you just I, sing? So there wasn't Annie, are you okay? <laughs> because the ceremony went on so long. She yeah. didn't have enough time to meet everybody mm. that was there. So my friend said to me, "You're the drunkest. Down these two. <laughs> Hold this one. Yeah, and we'll put you forward to to shake Princess Anne's hand." And then she said, "Like, oh, so what made you want to study at King's?" And I was like, "Oh, fuck! Kind of questions that? Uh, like." I feel like I was in an interview all of a sudden, like yeah. conversation. It's like, oh, I don't know, like good reputation and like uh, <laughs> lecturers. <laughs> and I sort of, I, I was like just obviously philosophy. drunk. And she didn't even, and then she just literally went on to the next person. Uh, and I was like, fucking hell, I'm out of that. I think I might have been holding two glasses <laughs> of wine, so I couldn't even shake her hand. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> That's brilliant. But yeah, she was the one that fell asleep. So mm. she embarrassed herself more than yeah, I did. Fair. All right, so Zophar says, your elders have told you what comes around goes around. It's pretty simple. Yeah, Job says, comes around. Job says bullshit. And he says, if wicked people can be fine, like Idi Amin, mm-hmm. why can't good people have a shit time like me? Why does it have to be my fault? I feel like uh. these things can just happen. Yeah. And 
I don't appreciate you bringing my integrity and my moral dealings into this matter. Fair. He's like, I'd like to argue with God about it, but it's very unlikely that I'd be able to tell God something that he doesn't know already. So I don't really know where that would get me. Mm. Oh, well, then he has another good sentence. All the while breath is in me and the spirit of God is in my nostrils. My lips <laughs> will not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. And then he spends, he sort of reminisces about the good days. Yeah. When, you know, he was a respected person in the community and no one used to spit in his face when they walked past him. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I used to, used and... to help all the widows and the poor people, whatever. And now he, and then he says, I'm a brother to dragons and a companion to owls. Oh. Now, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I wonder um, if it says that the same way in the new versions. And yeah. It doesn't. It says, I'm a brother to jackals and a oh. companion to ostriches. <laughs> Wait, how did that get translated like that? Jackals and ostriches. So the thing is, if it mar- this version is translated in like, 16th century yeah I don't, have you ever seen a jackal outside if I've you live in the uk i've never seen a jackal you don't have or jackals. an ostrich i don't even know where jackals live do you even know what is a jackal do you a know? jackal's like a dog isn't it like a hyena yeah so why do you think he considers himself like a, a brother to jackals and a companion to owls because he could only go out at night and dragons are scary so I was wondering about this. Then I looked up jackals, and I think that he, he's been hanging around some jackals, and they sound like this. Oh. And he's just like, yeah, man, that's how I feel. <laughs> he's, I don't know but what. But then dragons, dragons don't make noises; they just roar fire. Yeah, I think that was a bad translation. All right, fair enough. But what do ostriches sound like? Didn't look that up. YouTube. Horrible. Yes, a joke felt like that as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird way to feel. Yeah. Good sentence. Sometimes though. when I'm hungover, though, I describe the feeling as my brain is like a hot cabbage. My brain is like a hot cabbage. So that's what I feel like. What's a hot cabbage feel like? Squishy, squishy and smelly. That's what my brain feels like. Yeah, when do I'm you know hungover. what? It's good, isn't it? You do remind me of a hot cabbage sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> cabbage, Alice. That's yeah. is that why we call you that? Yeah. <laughs> so, Job. Job's happy to go along with this idea that maybe he's done something wrong. He's not like he's he's not claiming to be perfect at any point. He's just saying that that what's happened, if it is to do with him being a bad person is the ratios of fucks up, you know? Mm. And so he, he talks about, you know, he's loyal to his wife. He looks after his servants. He says, if I deserve it, I'll take it. Yeah. If it's about deserving. And he's like, I wish God will explain to me. And then Elihu Oh my speaks. God. It's too similar. Who the fuck is Elihu? At no point has he been mentioned. We're like three quarters Elihu. of the way through this book. Elihu, right? Elihu says, I've been listening to the whole thing. What do you mean? Who are you? Is he just like a little goblin in the corner? He's just hidden and then he just like sneaks He's literally up. just been Hello. snooping, right? He's just he's been just, sitting there listening know, in. I imagine him to be a bit like he's just been sitting outside the window and then he just like does a little pop up and he's like, hello. And then that's, like, Elihu. That's stop. completely fitting with this story. There's <sighs> no mention of him beforehand. Yeah. His three friends are there. 
you know, invited. Mm. Who even is Elihu? It tells you like who his dad is and who his granddad right. is. But like, that's not enough. <laughs> He's just come out of nowhere. And after he has a chat, he just vanishes as well. Mate, this guy's the weird the weird little crab man. Now some people, about everywhere. Some people say that normally when just something seems to happen out of nowhere without explanation, mm-hmm. it means that the person who wrote that bit might not have been the person who wrote the first bit. Oh. Because if one person writes a story... It's like an edit. Yeah. And they just made up a little word. Yeah. If one person writes a story, normally it's a bit more coherent. Yeah. And so this bit maybe looks like, you know, someone thought they had something they could throw in. Yeah. So Elihu comes in. Oh, it's it's pretty similar chat. He comes up and he says, you guys are all older than me, but you're not smart. And obviously he's just a massive twat. Yeah. Starting that way. He says a few things that sort of make sense. He accuses Job. He's like, you think God owes you an explanation. Maybe he has explained himself in a dream and you've just not been paying attention. Mm. But he does say, like, maybe the maybe the pain is there to educate you. Maybe you're going to be improved in some way because of this. Right? Which is quite a common thing people say when bad things happen. Yeah. You'll you look back on this and, yeah, you know, you'll, you'll be you'll wiser. Be like, oh, that's why it happened. Which, okay, I maybe understand it with, like, you know, losses of friendships, breakups, stuff like that. But when it's like you've had boils on your entire body, mm-hmm. the only thing you'll be looking back on is, I'm really glad that I don't have those boils anymore. Well, maybe he could start a a not-for-profit helping people with boils all over their body and he could help a lot of people. I suppose. But I think I doubt he it's, will. it's how you can take the positives out your suffering, but I don't think it really explains necessarily. But yeah, he does all this, you know, don't blame God. God's so great. Just acknowledge his greatness. He tells Job to stop saying that he's perfect. And Job's like, I never said that. Why <laughs> Why none of you listening to me? <laughs> and then Elihu just says, your guilt is obviously just measured by the scale of your suffering. You're obviously an awful person. Just say sorry. Wow. Now. Rude. This is the point, I think, we should read some Bible, because God answers Job out of a whirlwind. And this is... <laughs> How? What, like, what's the whirlwind look like? What do you mean, like a whirlwind? Yeah, but is it big? Is it small? Is it like those rubbish ones that you get on, like, a slightly windy day where it's just a few leaves? Or is it like... Look, this is what I've got. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said... <laughs> Okay, that's that's what you've got. That's all you get. That's you all you get. There's no like... It's like, oh yeah, of course, the old whirlwind talking It's not like methods. 10 chapters ago, they were like, oh, is that a storm brewing? <laughs> like, there's no... There's nothing it's happening just, at all. It just happens. So, yeah, we can... The thing is, there's, there's about three chapters of, of God just... Chatting. Now, what do you think God's going to say? What does Job... What's the question Job wants God to answer? Like, why is all this bad stuff happening? Mm-hmm. So I reckon God's going to be like, I let Satan fuck with you because why not? I thought it'd be a laugh. Soz, mate. Here's um, some cows. <laughs> That's not what he says, but <laughs> he does give him some cows at the end. Yeah. He doesn't answer his question at all. He says, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if you have any understanding. When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, where were you? 
when I made the cloud the garment thereof and thick darkness a swaddling band for it. He just says, he just goes on about how great all the stuff he's done is. And he just goes, who the fuck are you, mate? Mate, this is, that's so not a comfort when you just let your angel man just like mess with you for so long. Have the gates of death been open unto you? Or have you seen the doors of the shadow of death? Have you perceived the breadth of the earth? (laughs) Declare if you know everything. Where is the way where light dwelleth? And as for darkness, where is the place thereof? So he's not really answering the question. It's just like... But the point is like... You know when like... Have you ever watched uh, Searching for Sugar Man? No. Okay. There's like... So it's this guy who got super famous in uh, in South Africa. He got super famous but didn't know it until like quite recently. They go and interview the people who were in charge of like the royalties from his record sales. Mm-hmm. And a, the guy's just like, I don't know. I know where the money went. Why do you think I'd know where the money went? And they're like, you're in charge of his royalties? I don't know why. I don't know. And it's basically like, what do you do with the money? And it's just, it's similar to that where it's just like, I, I don't know. Have you thought about all the other stuff that was happening then? Why was that? It's just like someone trying to shirk responsibility is what it is. God's shirking responsibility for the fact that he's done all this. Yeah, maybe. If he was in primary school, he would be in detention. Easy. Like, you've got to own up to the fact that you've done this, mate. Quite frankly. is that Would that be a more satisfying story for you? Yeah. For God to apologise? Yeah. But the thing is, it's going to be read by other real people that mm-hmm. aren't going aren't gonna to get this uh, God coming out to apologise. Mm. Yeah. So for Job, you know, it would have helped. It would have helped. Yeah, but, but what maybe, about for Alice? Do you know what would have helped more? This is what I think would be a better story. Job carries on, and then when he dies, when he gets to heaven, God apologizes then, because that would give people some hope that God's going to apologize for all the bad stuff he's done. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But no, just like shirking responsibility, passing the buck. Do you know it's what? It's like the end of The Apprentice. I've just realised something quite funny. There's a bit in in this whole... So if you read these three ca- three chapters, they're pretty like... It's, a, it's good to read. It'll be too long. But yeah. and God's just like, can you make lightning do this? Can you like, <laughs> whatever. But um, That's just God showing off that he's got all these awesome powers. Yeah. In the just, style of the genie from Aladdin. He's putting Job in his place is yeah. what he's trying to do. Here's, here's something that was from my Sunday school. So... Job 40, verses 15. Behold now Behemoth, which I made with you. He eats grass as an ox. His strength is in his loins and his force is in the navel of his belly. He moves his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his stones are wrapped together. Now, there is, amongst creationist Christians, they'll go, well, he has a tail like a cedar tree. I can't imagine a better description of a diplodocus. Proof further that dinosaurs <laughs> and humans live together. <laughs> That's not what Diplodocus. He has a tail like a cedar tree. Look like a cedar tree. It looks like a cedar tree. It does not look like a cedar tree. His bones are strong as bars of iron. He's chief in the ways of God. There was even a song about it, <laughs> which goes, Mate. "It's something like Behemoth is a dinosaur. A dinosaur is he. <laughs> he eats his grass as a rocks. Something." He's got a tail like a cedar tree. 
His bones are strong as bars of iron. He's chief in the ways of God. <laughs> Behemoth is a dinosaur or something, something, something. Mate, that's a great song anyway, but no. Like, it's tragic, isn't it? How desperate you can be to find a dinosaur. Yeah. Anyway, you've also got in the next chapter got um, Leviathan. Okay. Who is like a dragon-like creature. All right. But the thing is, this is a book of like poetry anyway. It's not supposed... It's not very... So I was taught this as if this was a story that really did happen. Okay. But I don't think even if you're if you believe this stuff, you need to think that this was real. It's in the poetry section. Yeah. Like you can just be like, this is a story that God has given us to understand that suffering can just be pointless. Yeah. But yeah, why not just believe that it's proof of dinosaurs living of humans anyway? I prefer that. Unbelievable. Mate. I've got to be honest. This story has riled me right up. Has it? I it actually, really annoys me. I actually took a great deal of comfort reading this book. It just makes me... I guess it's just naturally human to be frustrated with how bad stuff gets, you know? Mm-hmm. It's riled me up. We're at the last chapter. Okay. God said all this stuff. Job says, I know that thou canst do everything and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understood not things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. Hear, and I will speak, I will demand of you, and declare you unto me. I'm translating on the fly to normal okay. English. Did you see that? Kind of. It's genius, isn't it? Um, I've heard you by the hearing of the ear, and um, now I've seen you too. I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. God says... Brilliant. Well done. And he says to Eliphaz, mm. my wrath is kindled against you and your stu- two stupid friends. You've <laughs> not spoken of me the thing that is right as my servant Job hath. Job's, he does, he does, Um, obviously he's given a bit of Job a big telling down. Yeah. But he's still doing better than his three pals. Yeah. And he says, Job, get some bullocks and rams and do burnt sacrifices for these idiot friends so that they can <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, make do for their being stupid. And then what he does is he restores Job to his position before, but he gets double of everything that he had. And he, uh, they have a big party at his house. Yeah. All of his old friends come back. So yeah, now yeah. he has, what, how many camels? Oh, he's got 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, etc. And then just seven sons and three daughters again. Yeah. Because okay. he doesn't need double because he doesn't. he's not really lost his kids. They're just in the bank for eternity, right? He'll get to see them later. Mm. So he's still got double. This... Because they live forever. is bullshit. I... You, you tell me why. You do not get double of everything just because a bad thing happens. I... Like, yeah, I, I, I don't got, like this ending at all. I got my eye scratched last... Two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it was the most painful thing I've ever experienced. I didn't get a second eye. You have a new healed up. What you what you say you want a yeah a third eye for your pain, a backup for next time it happens. It was super painful. Like if your parents die, you don't get them back, do you? I don't like this ending. I think it'd have been if you best. lose if you drop your phone. Don't get an instant another phone. Okay, so another, even after some suffering. Yeah, do you know what another good point of this? Is, yeah, is if you can get insurance. On your on your belongings, always do so, <laughs> right? Because 
So uh, how's that finance course going for you? Because if Job had just taken out a reasonable policy in all of his stuff... Yeah, no problem. Except he, for the boils. It would have just been the boils, but, you know, get health insurance while you're at it. All right. I don't think they had the NHS back then. No. So, yeah, insurance, always a good idea if you've got that many assets that need need protecting. If it's something you're really, really going to miss. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't like this ending. I feel like this ending is sort of written to sort of make people just sort of it just rounds off the story in mm. a very disney like fashion yeah and i think that it would be so much better if god says all of this stuff and then they do the sacrifices to god and then it stops there mm. that is a perfect ending for me because it's just everything yeah. yeah sure sure it's all pointless job you know you you know you've got the afterlife to look forward to and yeah you've got that in the bank i still like you job this whole thing after all of that where he just gets rewarded by having double again, then seems to undo all the good work, which is like the suffering might be pointless. It kind of made it unpointless again. Mm. So I yeah, I don't like the ending. I feel I like yeah. I feel like someone was like, Oh, that wasn't a good story, was it? Shall we just add a Let's chapter in at the end? And a happy bit for the end. Um, no. I'm not a fan. You don't like that story, do you? Don't like that story at all. Really annoys me I, because it verges on the edge of moral philosophy, which is something that I prefer to read about. I, I really do actually like this story, but because it's very, it deals with all the, all the thoughts that people have when things happen. Yeah. As in, it, it has all the people saying, you know, maybe it's something you've done wrong. Mm. Maybe something you can't even think of. You've like, you've forgotten something. I think if we were to take away the God element of this story, I'd like it more. It's the fact that there's supposed to be this guy looking out for you if you serve him well or whatever. And he just completely... Yeah, sure, sure, but I don't think you should see this story as a story about... I don't think this is a story about God. This is a story about what it's like to exist as a human and what it's like to suffer and how Mm. you approach it. I think think God's a secondary character here. Yeah. The story's all about Job. Mm. Why is it in the Bible then? Because because obviously this was written by people just trying to understand Understand what's going on. What's going on, yeah. This is like grappling of existence. Mm. And it's it's what you'd hope the Bible would be the whole way through, <laughs> rather than all this just war and raping <laughs> each other. Oh, God. But here we actually have a bit which is, what is, you know, dealing with the experience of being human. Yeah. And I like that it's in there. And I like, apart from the ending, I like that Job just sticks to his guns and is like, I've done, I. he has an idea of what's good and he sticks with it. And he's like, no, I have integrity. Yeah. I am Job. Have it. Mm. If I suffer, then I suffer, but it's nothing to do with me. Life's just shit sometimes. So basically, it's like, even if bad stuff's happening to you, you don't have to be bad. You can carry on being an alright person. Yeah, still be good. Well, that's fine. I just, it's the, do you know, it's really just the fact that God let it all happen that, that riles me up. It's the fact that just like, and then has the audacity to come up, to come down and be like, oh, look, I can make lightning. Fuck off. What could he say though? What could he say? I don't. I don't want. I did God's... this as an experiment. Oh yeah, that's gonna help, isn't it? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think any answer actually helps I the story at all. I didn't stop this happening. This is something that could happen. You just got to be chill, like. But instead, he just comes down, shows off that he can do all this amazing stuff. I think the suffering is more meaningful. 
somehow if it's pointless, if it's because of some stupid wager with God and the devil, mm. Job's only going to be just more pissed off. Yeah. I think if he's just... I just think you didn't need God or the devil in this at all. I think just bad stuff. Okay, well, it's in the Bible. It was right. always going to happen. To be honest, frankly, Alice, you should have been ready for it. <laughs> right? You should have seen that bit coming. <laughs> right? And should have prepared yourself emotionally. All right. You had the whole morning for it. That's true. So, that's the last story we're going to do in the Old Testament. Oof. Well, exciting. It might be exciting for you. I'm actually quite worried about getting to Jesus. Why? Because a lot of it isn't stories per se. He has his parables. Yeah. They'll be all right. Mm -hmm. But we're going to actually have to... The New Testament's more of what you wanted the Old Testament to be, which is dealing with actual moral issues. Oh, man. So this is going to get deep. Discussing This might not get as funny as... No, I don't think so. Wow. Sorry, The Old Testament's a barrel of laughs, frankly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make it funny. We'll find a way. You might have to just like... Do that armpit fart thing or something. Yeah, all right. That's good for a laugh or two, isn't it? Maybe I'll prepare some jokes that I made up about the Old Testament to read when stuff gets too heavy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's certainly um, uncharted terrain that we could go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, next time, we're not going to do Nativity. We've done the Nativity. I hate the Nativity. All right. We'll crack on with early, early, early Jesus. Early Jesus. See you there. <laughs> We're almost there, guys. Thanks for listening to SodgePod. Jesus will actually be on the scene soon. It's going to be an exciting time. And in the meantime, if you could leave us a review on your podcasting app of choice and follow us on Instagram at SodgePod and on Twitter at SodgePod S-O-F-J-P-O-D Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Of the reeds and ferns, Behemoth made his home. Behemoth is a dinosaur, a dinosaur is he. He eateth grass as an ox, his tail's like a cedar tree.